Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Jim Henson's spirit lives on in Netflix's brand new adaptation of his 1982 classic, The Dark Crystal. This series is bigger and certainly more expensive, but is it good? We'll be talking all about that today here on TV Pilot Reviews. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on AfterBuzz TV. If this is your first time tuning into our show, we are a TV Pilot Review show. To be clear, we are not an after show. We are simply a show that reviews pilots and nothing else. So today <laughs> we are reviewing the pilot of The Dark Crystal, which as I mentioned at the top is adapted from Jim Henson's 1982 movie. And guys, Netflix went all out on this one. Cool. It is a 10 episode series. The episodes are about an hour each, which it's not short, I will say. 61 minutes. 61 minutes? It's a lot of time to ask me to watch a show, but we will be talking all about our opinions on the show in just a minute. Before we do that, I have to introduce my fantabulous co hosts. <laughs> First, I have the always hilarious comedy aficionado, Tara Erickson. Oh, hey, guys. That's I me. have the, um, I would say, worldly and politically minded Mina Wahab. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> um, and I have the multifaceted Linda Antwi. Ooh, multifaceted. I'll you can take see it. her. She'll do things like prestige drama Harlots to uh, Guilty Pleasure 90 Day Fiance. Facts. Um, I feel like <laughs> the reason I'm excited about each of the three of you being on this panel is because I feel like there are political elements in this show. So I'll be excited to hear Mina's take. I know that Linda loves her prestige TV, so I'll be excited to hear that. Yes. And I want to hear from... There's a lot of snot, so you'll be <laughs> excited to hear from me. But Tara is a working stand-up in comics, so I'll be <laughs> interested to hear how you feel about how the jokes play. So we'll get into that in just a minute, and um, I'm just the guy sitting on this end of the table trying my best. So uh, <laughs> I think I said it, but my name is Jeff Graham. Excited to get into it. Um, on today's show, we will be giving you our overall thoughts on the pilot, keeping it spoiler-free, talking a bit, a bit about the development of the show, and then getting into a spoiler-filled section. So um, the longer we go, the more risk you run of hearing specific spoilers from this pilot, uh, but we will be notifying you when we switch into our spoiler section. So you've been warned. Let's get into it. Mina, what did you think overall of this pilot? So I was super excited because I saw it had like an 88% Metacritic rating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched it. I'm like, what am I watching? I'm like, are you serious? This feels like it's from some outdated 80s movie. And then it ended up being like something I think I've seen like long, long ago when I was a kid. Um, I wasn't in love with it for some reason, but I can definitely appreciate the artistry behind it and like the magical elements, the way it's shot, the the puppets. Um but this whole, like, trope about, like, oh, we're trying to find um, immortality is a theme that plays out in, like, so many different fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, movies, books, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which, I mean, it obviously came after this, but but still. Right. Um, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't excited about it, to be honest. Fair enough. Tara, what do you think? 
I liked it. I mean, the exact reasons that she was like, it takes you back to the 80s. I was like, yes, it's so old school. Like, how do they do that? Is that a puppet or is that partly CGI? I mean, some of it is CGI, but then watching something so different on screen to me is just like I can't look away. Yeah. It's so different. And I'm like, oh, I miss this. Remember Claymation? I just think those thoughts while I'm watching it. I'm just like, that stuff's so cool. I bet you this took like 10 hours for one shot. Like, I think all those thoughts, and then I'm just like, this is pretty rad. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, I feel like I was watching it able to objectively acknowledge how impressive it was, how hard this must have been to have done. Um, I don't know if I'm here for it. I... To be honest, I am such a story first person. I don't care what it looks like, if it's animated, if it's live action. I need to be compelled by the story. And I I didn't find a lot of this to be terribly original. Like Mina said, I feel like this is borrowing from a lot of classic fantasy tropes we've already seen. And, you know, I'm someone who admittedly doesn't always love high fantasy. The very controversial opinion I hold is that I think the Lord of the Rings movies look amazing. They don't really do it for me personally. Um, which I know is a controversial take, but to me this feels a lot like Lord of the Rings, but almost with less life. It's it's tough because I can acknowledge how masterfully manipulated these puppets are, but I don't know if I necessarily care to see puppets telling this story. I have to admit there were some times when I felt like there was just a deadness in the eyes that I had trouble connecting with, mm-hmm. while still simultaneously acknowledge, acknowledging how amazing it is that this happened. So it's a tough one for me because I don't want to be a hater because so much work and care went into this, but... I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Linda's laughing and I want to know why. I'm laughing because, like, where do you go from there? Like, even if I give my opinion, that was a lot. I'm going to say that it was whack. I'm going to say that it was the worst thing that I've seen written <laughs> oh, in a long time. I think that the puppetry, because you know what? Don't get me wrong. Like, I love Jim Henson. I'm all about the, the Muppets and I love it. Like, I grew up with that and I think it's phenomenal. But what I didn't like about this Dark Crystal was it felt... Like I was in 1982, and it felt like the writing was in 1982, and I think that the story was not compelling. I think that it was, like, haphazard. Mm -hmm. I felt like, I'm talking at you. Are you listening? I think the imagery, fantastic. I think the puppetry, fantastic. And I, and I agree with you just saying that it must have taken a lot to create that. And it must have taken a long time to make that happen. However, I think as a writer myself, you can't take away from the storyline. Like, what's yeah. the story you're trying to tell? You can you can try to trick me with imagery and, and puppets and think that that's great and everything. By the end of the day, I'm listening to the story, and the story was not compelling for me at all. I'm sorry. I have to agree. And you know what? I uh, This is an example of why we have a lot of programming here at the network, <laughs> because this is our hot take. This is the TV pilot review panel. We're basing this off just the pilot. If you do want to see a panel of super fans who are obsessed with this show, <laughs> you're in luck because we do have an after show. But, you know, let's appreciate the fact that we can have a diversity of opinions on this network. And for those who agree, we'd love to hear why in the comments below. And if you disagree, just go to the after show. You know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let us know in the comments below as well. Um, I do want to quickly acknowledge this is based... Um, on an 80s movie, borrowing from the lore of Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. This was his first on-screen venture into high fantasy with puppets. He did it again in 1984 with Labyrinth, which of The Dark Crystal movie and Labyrinth the movie, I prefer Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. That movie to me has a little more joy and whimsy. Um, I just feel like 
inherently the Dark Crystal story is kind of mired in this really serious earnestness like you would see in a Lord of the Rings or a Game of Thrones. And I have trouble kind of balancing the fact that it's this really earnestly told serious story with puppets. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel you so yeah. much. Like, I'm so shocked because I came to this panel thinking, oh my god, I'm going to be, like, the only one, like, completely not into this. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to be super positive. I'm probably going to have the worst reviews out of all of you. But I feel like now I'm, like, fairly bal- <laughs> balanced after hearing She's your like, opinions. I heard what Linda said, and, um, and I'm safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm good now. No, but, like, that's how I felt. And when I was watching it, I genuinely thought this is something I would have loved as a kid if it was like my first foray into fantasy like if it's the first thing I've ever seen and I have nothing to compare it to I'd be like oh my god this is so cool but we have so many stories that are so similar to it that I think it would hold a very special place for people who are nostalgic of those like for those types of films Mm -hmm. but yeah I completely agree with what you're saying with like how do you take something seriously where you see like these interesting puppets that look kind of strange like kind of yeah look kind of strange like telling telling this story and like I I don't know there's something about it I just I couldn't it was not even the puppets because I I appreciate the puppets it was like the dialogue Dialogue, and writing do you remember where we first met (laughs) yes I do Mm -hmm. yeah I had to kiss you first. Like, why? First of all, why are you talking like that? And why are you acting like that person's? It, it was. That's, <laughs> I just answered my own question. It's like the person's not in front of you. It's the two puppets talking, but the people who are voiceovering it aren't realizing that that's supposed to be a connection. Yeah, and it's not. I'm talking at you, and I'm answering to you. I feel like it it's like bizarre. they did their voiceovers in a separate room. Yeah. Like they did their scenes and then another actor did That's their own saying. scenes. Though, it but they weird. weren't there together talking it like, out. Why are you talking at each other like you guys aren't supposed to be in the same scene personally? I feel like it also has to do with dialogue. Because there's one point where she's flying over and she's like, hi, family. And I'm like, who yeah. says <laughs> hi, family? A lot of that. Thank you know, that, yeah. that, was, that was the biggest That's, thing for me. I was like, ah, all right. That. But okay, this still looks cool. It I is like great. the slugs and the weird the totally. look, how it looks. But I understand what everyone's saying about the storyline. Yeah, because I wasn't like totally like jazzed to be like play next. I um, know. I think I would have preferred to watch this on mute. I hate to say that, but it looks so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those things. One of my biggest pet peeves in fantasy stories is often you get overly expository dialogue, right? Where it's like, well, when we met last year in the kingdom of the seven things, and then we dated, but you were my cousin. That's when I knew the crystal was gonna. And it's just. <laughs> like I wish you could show me and not tell me this there was so much tell and not show I I mentioned on the show before but when people address you by what family member you are where it's like hello cousin I don't I'm being told that so I can learn that it really takes me out of it and there was a lot of moments where the dialogue was so expository just because they had to get so much information out and it did take me out of it from a story perspective and I wonder what Jim Henson would think because I feel like when I think about the Muppets and obviously you know that was so many years ago but I feel like you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say, I am Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you knew just by the way he would talk and, and establishing the relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm wondering... Well, Kermit has a personality, right? That's Kermit, Miss Piggy, Big Bird. They're characters in and of themselves. Right. And even if the dialogue, per se, was not the, the best back then, you still fell in love with the characters. Right. And I don't feel like I got that with this. Yeah, I I have trouble, and it's the first episode, but I have trouble being able to give you distinguishing character traits from the 
20 people we met. Um, and that's kind of tough. If that's your pilot, my job is to leave saying, I liked this character because I can talk about story. I can talk about what's happening. I can talk about the way it looks. But it's hard for me to say I liked this character because after watching this pilot... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't enough distinguished like differences between them. In right. my opinion, there was a lot that like looked the same. It was just like, oh, she's got bigger eyes and maybe one extra line on her face. I don't blue, know that like, blue ink on her face. Yeah, and she can fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I agree with that. Everyone kind of looked the same, puppet wise, uh, yeah. which made it not as exciting, I suppose. So, do we want to talk a little bit about the characters? Because there are four main characters since we're on it. Yeah. Um, voiceover wise. So, they credit Jim Henson. Um, we all know who he is. And then, what I thought was interesting. Wait, and I is li- Jim Henson a build voice actor in this? He is. That's so interesting. Cause but it's not because this is from 1982. Oh, so this is the original Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. So here's... I've got a cast list. Mm-hmm. It's so large that maybe... I mean, Taryn Edgerton and Anne, Anya Taylor-Joy are the two main yep. puppets. And you guys probably most recently saw Taryn Edgerton as Elton John in Rocket Man. Anya Taylor-Joy was the protagonist in The Witch, if any of you guys saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Really, she Split as well? Probably. I actually didn't see Split. Yeah. But um, she's kind of a definite up-and-comer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but it is fun to see some of these other names. We have Helena Bonham Carter, who, of course, we know from everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which Toby one Jones. was she? She was Madra Migreen. Don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, you genuinely don't um, know that. Catriona <laughs> Balfe, who you guys have seen on Outlander. Um, Aquafina, Simon Pegg, Andy Samberg, Harvey Feinstein, Whoa. Benedict Wong, Theo James, Gugu Matbara, who I really like, Alicia Vikander's in this, Lena Headey. Um, Mark Hamill's in this. It's like literally oh, an all-star cast. Yeah. My God, I'm dying inside. Like, <laughs> what are you saying? These words don't make sense to me. It's like one of the best casts to ever be assembled. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. I, I wish I... it. Shown through. I wish it was their faces. (laughs) Honestly, if they were all just in it and cancel the puppets, but puppets come in sometimes. Like, was that movie? Oh man, there's movies, there's TV shows with puppets and humans. If it had all those humans and a few of these puppets, that'd be like five stars for me. I know. I read that cast list and I'm like, I want to go to the after party. (laughs) Me too. Um, I will say. We talked about it, but visually, it is unbelievable what this show has accomplished. We, however, we feel about the show. There are thirteen credited puppeteers. From what I understand, based on my research, this is primarily practical, some CGI. But these thirteen puppeteers did all this on set and were CGI'd out of the show. It's amazing. It is amazing, Linda. No, I agree. I mean, I think that that's a craft. I think that, you know, to be a puppeteer is definitely a craft. And to be able to portray the emotions in a puppet that you're you're trying to get across, that's a gift. Much more than this show, I want to watch the documentary. After I finish it, I learned that there's a 90-minute behind-the-scenes making of The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh, my God. Don't I care way more? Yeah, I'm more about excited me. about that I too because yeah. I feel like this was really co- the production of this was really cool. For but, sure, yeah. Um, I would just want to see how that was done. I remember that was what I was so excited about with Team America, like seeing how they were able to like create all these scenes and like sets and have the puppets look like they were actually talking to each other. I will probably watch it tonight and let you guys know what I think. Um, so that's right. our thought. I mean, are we doing some rating? Like. We missed that part. The rating's the last thing we do, but we do do, before our spoiler section, if you liked this, you will okay. also like. 
Um, so any other thoughts on development? We talked about how this was shot and made. Again, it's a blend of CGI and puppets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about if you like X, you also will like this show. Uh, Linda, jump in there. Uh, if you like The Labyrinth, <laughs> The Never-Ending Story, Short Circuit, uh, The Dark Crystal, original. The Original, and The Power of the Dark Crystal, the documentary, then you will like this show. Yeah. If you like... Yeah. Yeah. The Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Um, any, like, fantasy movie from the 80s that has, like, that old feel to it that's kind of innocent. Um, maybe Harry Potter... I'm uh, not too sure that. Oh, what about the... Oh, yeah, I saw that. The never-ending story. Yeah. It's very much that. that. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Tara? No, I would have said never-ending story. For sure. I have to mention Lord of the Rings, right? This is a yeah. large... I, I think, in some ways, the production design sort of looked like Middle-earth, um, with the mountains and sort of the sunsets. And I think in the same way that Lord of the Rings is like a very wide-eyed, earnestly told fantasy story, this is the same way. Um, so... I, again, have the personal view that I don't really love Lord of the Rings like other people do, um, but I do think if you're a fan of elaborately told, character-driven, moralistic high fantasy, you probably will like this show. Even if you like Peter Pan, I feel like you might like it. Yeah. Like, anything that has, like, a kind of, like, an innocence to it, and I feel like, do you think that it might be coming of age for, like, the protagonist, like, the kid trying to prove how strong he is to his dad, like that like theme playing out in different ways the princess trying to come into her own and feel like an actual princess yeah i think so of her self-doubt sure i mean again i think my issues with this are narrative Mm -hmm. so i think probably you're right but i i had trouble globbing on to anything from a story perspective so it's hard for me to endorse that Mm -hmm. i feel like if you like imagery and if you like to be wowed this is for you if you're gonna be bogged down by the <laughs> dialogue, then you might be like, I, oh, yeah. what's happening? I feel like genuinely this is a good show for kids. Like, I think if you're a family, you want to watch it with the kids, definitely go ahead and do that. Um, otherwise, I can't see enjoying it that much as an adult unless you just have an appreciation. Like, for puppetry. puppeteer. Yeah. yeah. I will also say, maybe controversially, if you like marijuana, you'll probably also <laughs> like the show. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to watch it. Maybe that's and the for way. Children who are watching, no. If you are, yes. If you are of age, it might enhance your viewing. Might, might. It um, needs to be seen on a big screen though, because we keep talking about like if you have like if you put in all this work into making something with puppets for hours and hours and hours, wouldn't you want this on a big screen? Okay, but so I think no one would buy tickets to go. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. I mean, without it. giving so much information, I used to hang out with the Texans, and everything was big. So mm-hmm. I have a huge, ridiculous screen, and that didn't stop me from liking it. Oh, interesting. Really? It like it was hmm. all across my wall, and I just you know what. It was like 61 minutes, and it took me probably an hour and a half to watch it because I kept pausing, like looking at the imagery, but like listening to the words and thinking, why is this so, why is this bothering me? Mm -hmm. And it was bothering because the dialogue was so, to me personally, my opinion, was so dragging that I wanted it to speed up a little bit more. And it it didn't need to be, in my opinion, 61 minutes because Mm -hmm. I got the imagery right away. Okay, it's 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 beautifully puppeteered and and dark and and sci-fi-ish, 
but then the dialogue is so I, it's just really bad dialogue for me I will say this is something we're about to move on to our spoiler section but the last thing I'll say is I have been reading that the show gets much much better the problem is we're a pilot review show mm-hmm. philosophically what this show does is talk specifically about pilots and often with Netflix we have this discussion right of the show might be great, but you do have a responsibility, at least according to this panel, to really suck us in with the pilot. Yes. And I think for the four of us, we might not have loved it. So if you've watched the whole thing and disagree with us, that's fine. Just note that as panelists, what we do philosophically is review pilots. So mm-hmm. And if it gets better, tell us what episode gets better. Yeah. I will say that I snuck ahead, only watched like two minutes of the second okay. episode, and was like, this is a lot more fun. If There was just one funny pickup, which I guess is, well, it's not a spoiler. It has nothing to do with the relationship. It's no giveaway. But there's a very funny moment right at the top where yeah. I was like, man, if they would have opened on this, I would have probably been more engaged. Mm-hmm. It was just a funny puppet, like doing his hair, but he has really funny <laughs> manner. And then he looks and then he's like, and then he's like, yeah, he likes it better, like messy. And I'm like, that's pretty funny to watch. And this like little puppet and the way that he was doing it, I thought was just I laughed and I didn't do that in the pilot. So it probably does get better. Totally. Yeah. I think this pilot could use a little more humor. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. One of the quickest ways to give life to your characters is to have them do something funny. And there wasn't really a ton of levity in this pilot. So it was not. It felt like more of not even an intro. It almost felt like something you would see like four episodes in where like things are slowing down and yeah. you need a filler episode mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a pilot to me it's even though there was a lot of exposition it'd be interesting to see to know what order they film this all in yeah because mm-hmm. you know how sometimes like i was on a show where they film the pilot four episodes in wow. and you could tell but uh, it'd be interesting if that was the case here might be um and i plan on watching that documentary so i will let you guys mm-hmm. know if it's addressed with that, anything else spoiler-free before we move on to part two of the show? Yeah. Alrighty, guys, this is our spoiler section. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It's funny, on one hand, I'm normally like excited to get into story here, but this pilot, what was it actually about? Like, what can know. we talk, what do you, what do we want to talk about? Anything that resonated with you guys specifically that sounds like it'd be fun to discuss on the panel? It was about a group of people who want immortality. So yeah. there's this dark crystal that gives you that. And, right. you know, obviously uh, there are like different power dynamics involved and there's choosing of sides and um, I don't know, stuff to do with like status. And For sure. I love how you're like, oh, Mina, the political uh, oh, yeah. mastermind. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I'm, it's not no credit to you or not yeah. credit to you. It's just I, part of the show. I, I, uh, I gather much from it, though. This is to me. This isn't the kind of pilot where you're particularly excited about story. No, I don't think so. I mean, there was there's like these moments they try to set up with the princess and like her mom and how she took the necklace from the Skirksis or whatever they're called. Yeah. And you know, it's a giving that they have to give, and then you feel bad for the family. Like you're like, oh, they're going to be poor now because they have to give the Skirksis. But then like her mom took it because it's a nice necklace. And, like, you're supposed to feel something there, I think, a lot more in regards to how you feel about the princess and her mom and how she's, like, living. And I, throughout this whole thing, I just didn't really feel much. I just was yeah. so interested on, in, like, this looks so weird. Yeah. Like, sometimes her mouth looks so real, like they're saying the words. And other times, I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't. It's like, 
start and then other times I'm like how do they make it look real right now I was mostly concerned with like <laughs> how it all looked to be honest yeah I remember the story but I was never fully taken away from it the the biggest thing that I fully was like oh an emotional reaction was the snot guy that I was just like why 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 I don't like it don't want to see it grosses me out I want to projectile vomit but I'll keep watching <laughs> I some of the world building I liked, like the thing where they had the slugs act as wheels for the chariot based yeah. on an electrocution. It's like the details were so great. The big picture was what wasn't working. I agree. Any other thoughts on the pilot? <laughs> I mean, I didn't like how, like, you know how when something's, like, so obvious to the audience, but it's not to, like, the character who's just not super savvy or smart or is completely oblivious? Yeah. Like, moments like that annoy me, and I just remember one in particular where the protagonist is getting into the vehicle carriage with the weird-looking creature, mm-hmm. Um and they're like, oh, they're, he's there. She's going with the the Lord, or like she's going with the Lord. This is such a great thing. And like you know, there's something off about it. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I should go. And he's like, you should come. And I'm like, when something is that obviously like you know spelled demonic out. or like that spelled out for you, I'm like, that's why I think it would be such a good show for kids because yeah. kids can pick up on that. It's too obvious and spelled out for an adult audience. And that's why I was annoyed. And even you know when she's like digging into the book and it's like oh no you mustn't read that it just feels like harry potter and the sorcerer's stone where they're going into like the room to get books that you're not allowed to see and you know they're gonna get caught it's it's too much like like spelled out for a child which doesn't make it bad for us for an adult audience it's not great for a kid audience not as good as harry potter (laughs) not as good not at all there's no dumbledore there i think like the scene that most embodied the frustrating elements of this show for me was when the uh, like evil bird wizard <laughs> yeah. was um, the lord. The lord was um, he's mining, a skirksis. The skirksis <laughs> was mining power from the crystal, and they found that it pulls energy away from you and is potentially fatal. But it kept going. Turn it off. Turn it off now. <laughs> just turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off, scientist. And I was just like, I do feel like. I'm watching a 61-minute pilot, <laughs> and I'm watching five minutes of this guy say, turn it off. And they, let's just turn it off. You know? Yeah. Like, let's move. Oh, my God. Move it along. That was the scene for me that was like, this is like a total micro, like a perfect embodiment of what frustrates me about this pilot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the little and I was sad that we didn't get to see Deet, I believe was her name, the one that eventually goes up to the sacred tree, That's right, whatever. It's Deet. She's got a family. The family's like, you should go, Deet. Um, Deet has a baby sister who, I, literally, you see from profile. Tiny's like, where, why Deet Deet go? And I thought it was so adorable, and I was like, why don't they show more of that? That puppet, like it's so weird looking, and like it's just like little baby puppet, and no joke, they show it for like five seconds, and I was like, why? That's like the best moment. I think why did uh, go? Algra. Algra. What did you see more of Algra, or is Man. it what I'm just saying? I it, did five hear seconds. though that Deet does repel ticks throughout wow. the show. So that's kind of cool. It's okay. a Deet joke if anyone is tracking with me. Deet, Deet. I I would miss it. Um, Linda, you're a little quiet over there. Because I just don't want to be a hater. That's fair. Her, that's fair. Her facial expressions, I like I, I I'll glance it. every now and I can't, again, I can't and help just it. like so, like. So that's totally fair. You know what? We're entitled to our opinions, and this show has gotten a lot of love and acclaim, which is great. 
I earnestly want to see every show succeed because I know how hard people work on this stuff. This is your chance to hear a different opinion. Yep. Yeah. And we'll be interested to see what you thought of that opinion in the comments below. I am going to force myself to watch the second episode because of the beginning. I really did thoroughly enjoy it, and Good. I did do a giggle to myself. So I will try, and I'll continue, because they say it gets better, so let's see. Great. So is that your path and play? Um, I guess that th- that's my past, but it's literally based on the first minute of the second episode so because I thought it was cute. So you a play pass? I'm a I'm a I'm a pl- I'm a play pass. I feel like maybe the ending got me when she's like going into the light, and I'm like the sacred tree, and I'm like, oh, maybe this will <laughs> get cool. Um, and then I watched the second episode and was like, that's kind of bring that's tickled me. So uh, I may watch more. So I feel like I was past, and then I was like, got to the end, a little bit of second, and was like, maybe I'll play some more. That's an answer, right? Yes, that counts. <laughs> Will you watch another one, Mina? Uh, I'm going to pass play, so I'm not going to watch another episode, but I definitely recommend it to... Audiences. Yeah, to audiences with kids. Yeah, families with... Yeah, little Re- little ones. Little Retweet ones. that. <laughs> and I mean, do we need to even... Hear what I have to say? <laughs> no, I, I we want to hear pass. the words. I'm 1,000% pass pass. I think there's too much good TV on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you have a lot of time and you can fit this in your schedule, then absolutely it's Netflix. Why not do a Netflix and chill and, and chill chill like Jeff said? Um, but if you, you know, want to watch a lot of great TV, this might not be it for you. I think she's right. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I did pause on the second episode to be like, I want to finish the affair episode that I was on on yes. Showtime. And then I got into a different show on there. So, yeah. Well, that's fair. We have a little extra time. So sometimes on this show, we like to discuss the state of networks. And I do want to talk Ooh. about Netflix because a very interesting announcement dropped today that I want to get your opinions on. So mm-hmm. let's do a little news and Ooh. gossip if that's allowed news on the show. We didn't get your past play, by the way. Uh, I retweeted Mina. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> that's a thing that the youngins say now, is if they like something verbally, they can say retweet, and then it means the same thing. Um, so I just Netflix, learned that right here today. You uh, are today years old. <laughs> yes, today years old. Um, so I'm a fan of the show The Great British Bake Off, which is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I went to watch the new season, and I wanted to watch the second episode, but it wasn't there. Only the first episode was there, and they announced they'd be dropping the second one in a week. Hmm. So Netflix is going to start trying and rolling out a week-by-week episode model. Tara, you look appalled. What are they trying to do to us? Everybody else does that. Hulu does that. HBO does it. Showtime does it. Netflix is the safe place that you can go to be like, if I can binge, I can binge here in my safe place of Netflix. Um, I don't know. And then I also argue like, oh, the reason like HBO and Showtime is so fun is because you have to wait and it builds up a rapport and then you got to go watch it with your friends. You're like, Sunday night, this comes on. And that's a lot of fun. But like, oh, wolf already. Come on. I thought there's got to be one. But you know, the difference between Netflix and the rest of these other streaming services is that Netflix has such a huge database Mm -hmm. that like for, for HBO, you know what you're going to HBO for and they have... They do have, like, a plethora of programming, but not as much as Netflix, because you can go from the 80s, the 70s, new, old, original programming, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I personally think that Netflix should stick to what they do best. Mm -hmm. And if you have me here, 
and you want to keep me here and, and are you still watching? Yes, I am still watching because I'm here. But if I have to wait another week, I might not come back next week because there are other platforms that I'm already programmed to do that for. And although I think that Netflix has a bunch of great original programming, they're not who I go to first for original programming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Unless it's Glow. Or for me, Stranger Things and Glow. So that that's the difference for me, at least. I think that if I want to binge something and stay in Netflix, so that's what I'm going to do. I don't know if week by week that's a great idea for them personally. What do you think, Mina? I think it's actually pretty smart that they're doing it because they're not doing it with all of their content. They're doing it with a portion to see, like, how our audience is going to react with that. So it feels like some sort of, like, A-B testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's good to do that because I feel like if you're releasing it on a week-by-week basis, you're forced to come back to it. It's kind of like how, you know, like, with the Bachelor franchise, they give us so much, but we still want to come back again and put ourselves through four hours of programming. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, even during this panel, I feel like such a hypocrite because both Jeff and I, we watch bachelor in paradise it's four hours a week and like it's not like it's like brilliant programming but we still come back and we still enjoy it and this show specifically that we were talking about today is only 10 hours for the entire series so So it's really i don't know how we can endure bachelor in paradise and not this i guess it's just fun to watch real people and my only uh my only counter to your point mina would be that um the bachelor is brilliant programming (laughs) it's fun it's It's definitely fun Um, (laughs) it's not better than 90 day fiance Fair enough. We have our guilty pleasure reality shows on this network. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, interestingly, they will. It seems like right now they're only focusing on reality competition shows to test to A/B test this, as you mentioned, Mina. So, I I don't know how I feel about it. My knee jerk was extreme frustration, but I love the Great British Bake Off, and I will without a doubt be watching it this Sunday. So, mm-hmm. I think this is probably a response to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. The uh, streaming wars are in full swing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is coming out, and Netflix doesn't have the juggernaut hold it used to. So, they are in a position where they have to be trying this stuff. It will be very interesting to see how it shakes out for them. I feel like everyone is in trouble because of Disney Plus. I yeah. don't see how anyone can compete with Disney Plus when they own like everything. It's not just like Disney movies. It's Marvel. It's like Oh, it's like they have everything for everyone, for kid audiences, for like the nostalgia audience groups, for the like superhero fans. I genuinely don't see how you can compete with that. I do think pricing is going to have a lot to do with it, though. Yeah. I think yeah. that uh, people have unplugged and they want more money. No, what am I saying? More bang for their buck. Yeah, less day. money for more stuff. Yeah, and Disney's so, supposed to not be very expensive. Well, but if you think of Disney as a company, I mean... I love Disneyland. I love Disney World. It's not cheap. Yeah. 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 And so, they also, I, I think, are coming up with technology to, like, make it so only one person can sign in on one device. So That's it's correct. not like the Netflix yep. thing where... Boo. Yeah. So. I just think if Netflix keeps coming out with Glow and Stranger Things, there's some really great original content that they do make. I agree. And they comedy special. That I'm like, like where else are you going to find that? I haven't watched that yet, but <laughs> they do original stuff because they got the money in the bang bang. So if they keep it up, might not be so much competition because not everybody wants to watch Thor. Right. And, you know, Black Widow every day. Not everybody's into that. Listen, I just recently watched the Dave Chappelle comedy special. <laughs> and when I say I watch it twice, back to back, because there was too much going on, facts. Those are true stories. I love it. It was I so good. It. I will watch it. I was crying. Oh, 
I mean, the Jesse Smollett bit. The Jesse Smollett. It's not oh even my Jesse. It's Julie. Like this. French, Julie. Or he yeah. said Julie Smollett. Yeah. So funny. This French actor. I haven't seen it yet, but I just saw. Uh, you know, we're a TV pilot show, so I thought this would be an interesting discussion to air. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts, not only on the pilot, but Netflix's new model. Are they in trouble? Is this a new rollout? What do you think? Let us know in the comments below. And with that, I say we get out of here, guys. Any last thoughts on uh, Dark Crystal before we peace out? I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about it. Me too. Can't wait to see the comments. And don't forget, if you don't love our take, we respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can check out our after show, which is a very super fan-driven, in-depth look at the show and does go beyond episode one. So it is our priority here at the network to make sure every single audience member is seen by what we do. So you can check that out. We appreciate you tuning in regardless, guys. This has been your TV pilot review show, where every week we bring you a new pilot. And today, as I mentioned, we covered The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can do that at JeffreyC. Graham. As Mina mentioned, I am a shameless Bachelor franchise whore, and you can watch me on Tuesdays. Talk about it at 8 p.m. Pacific. (laughs) Guys, Linda is so girly. All across social media, please stay here on AfterBuzz TV. I've got Family Chantel, 90 Days the Other Way, and Before the 90 Days. If you are into 90 Day Fiance, stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Mina here, and you can follow me on Instagram at MinaMakesMagic. Guys, I hope my aunt still lets me use her HBO password and they don't make a rule where I can't. My name's Tara Erickson, T-A-R-A-E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N, especially on YouTube. Guys, thank you. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.